0: Welcome! You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead and joining me, as always, my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com. And he's going to Disney World. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? You're going to Disney World. You go to Disney World all the time. I went. I went to Disney World. You can see Pat Mahomes soon. I hope, see, I should just go every day until I see Pat Mahomes. (laughs) (laughs) The problem is there's four parks and it's really big. And one time I did see Reggie Jackson at uh, the... Pistons guard at Disney. Oh, was that one of the times he was healthy? No, it was off season. It was like not summer, but close to summer. Like season hadn't started yet, and he was walking yeah. around. He was at Epcot, looking like he was yeah, having fun. Let's go, cool. family members. So obviously, we're. And let me tell those- you. Let me tell you. No one bothered him. <laughs> <laughs> <Absolutely>. <laughs> complete, complete. Uh, Im- he. No one knew who he was. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So we're Except recording me. this after the Super Bowl. So Chiefs just won. Spoiler alert! And uh, honorary really Maverick Pat Mahomes. Pat Mahomes, congrats! Take me
0: home, Pat Mahomes.
1: <laughs> all the all the Mavericks love Pat Mahomes.
0: Kansas City probably, to probably Miami. I've had that song stuck in my head all day. Thanks to the guys at the Ringer, Jason Gallagher, Mavs fan Jason Gallagher, and Isaac Lee. Thank you to those guys.
1: I did like seeing all the videos of the Chiefs fans this week singing that song, and that was
0: that was, that really was cool. so fun. Just, that'd yeah. be amazing. So, so like we have to, I have to write one of those for the Mavericks so that when it happens, but it's just going to be Hallelujah. I mean, that's, that's people are just going to sing that. So yeah,
1: that's true. I don't know but, if I can do
0: a more famous one than them.
1: So I have a question for you, and this is kind of hard. Um, off the top of your head, maybe, but no, I did th- not
0: listen to the Woj pod yet with the rumors. So
1: shut up <laughs> <laughs> with, <laughs> that's an with, inside joke
0: that no one got. Sorry.
1: With, uh, with the chiefs winning and I actually picked the chiefs to win. I'm glad they won. I didn't, I didn't really care. I didn't have a dog in this fight. It's kind of relaxing watching the Super Bowl, and you don't have, you know, anything like you can't be heartbroken. Uh, you know, you, you obviously want your team in it. I was already heartbroken a few few weeks ago, but you know, just in, enjoy the game, sit back, watch it, watch it with the fam, and that's exactly what it's like for me every single year as a Bengals fan. That's true. You can never be heartbroken. <laughs>
0: There's um, never anything in it.
1: Halftime performance, absolutely amazing. Yeah, I loved it. My wife is from Brazil. She literally the first words after it. She's like <laughs> Latina power. She loved it. It was just really cool. I think, yeah, I think it just symbolized a lot, and I thought it was an amazing performance, too. So that was cool. But off off the top of your head, Andy Reid gets his first Super Bowl ring, which is awesome. If I'm not going to go down the whole road of why it's cool for him because there's just so many coaches that's kind of came from him. He's been around the league for a while. He kind of revolutionized a lot of things. Who would be the NBA equivalent of Andy Reid? I got one.
0: You're not going to like it.
1: Is it, is it a player or
0: a coach? Are you going to? No, coach I'm going route? coach. I got a coach. Okay. He's around for a long time. He's a little controversial now, but he wasn't as much while he was a coach, uh, except for one time Andre Igadala called him a snake and somebody else called him a snake. George Carl. Wow. A lot That's of wins. A lot of wins. A D- couple different places. He got pretty close. I think he's only gone to the Western Conference. Maybe he went to a finals before I was born, but. He was coached for a really long time, never got a never got an NBA finals win though. That's my that's my call. Intriguing.
1: That's a good one. I Thank think you. I would lean Dan Tony.
0: Yeah, like if we're Dan talking Tony. right now, yeah, Dan Tony for sure.
1: But I like the George Carl one too. Anyway, that's just I, I was thinking about that after the game and just the run that Pat Mahomes is on, it literally could be a uh, Lamar, if Lamar wins the Super Bowl next year, he could pull off the MVP and Super Bowl within the first three years, so
0: D'Antoni with mustache, though, is the Andy Reid equivalent. Not sans mustache like we're seeing him right now. And then minus 150 pounds? Oh, gosh, no. D'Antoni is a very small person. Like (laughs) (laughs) He's he's very fit.
1: (laughs) So, anyway, uh, I thought it was a great Super Bowl. It's fun if you like watching football. Uh, I'm sure you enjoyed the game. But now... We get to circle back to the Mavericks, and I was kind of off Twitter and stuff over the weekend. Shout out to Lauren for filling in on, was it Friday night? Uh, After the the Rockets game, I was on a work trip. And, uh, guys, and I tweeted this out yesterday. It was hard for me because this was Vince's last time to mm. Dallas, and I had to miss this last game. I'm having hope that he's going to go into broadcasting, and so I can do a proper fail, farewell to uh, to Vince. And
0: and he's even more uh, accessible if he's a broadcaster, right?
1: Exactly, exactly. He is my like I said before, he's my favorite athlete uh, outside of MJ, and I've never got my picture with him. So this is one person that I really want my picture with one day, and because he
0: just means a ton to me. So. But and if what a he's a cool. broadcaster, I think you have a better chance than if he's a player. Like players, yes. there's kind of weird taboo where media don't really ask for selfies unless you're like <laughs> not really media media. Like unless you just go in and fake it, you know what I mean? <laughs> they're media friends, and then they're actual media people. Anyway, so yeah. So over the weekend, Mavs play a couple of games. They lose to the Rockets, a tough but a fun one, a good one. Um, we talked about it. We broke it down with Lauren, like he said. Uh, and then the Hawks game. Just a weird Let's game. Go. Just a weird game, but heck yeah, Mavericks get a win. Um, and yeah, so we're going to break down those games just a little bit. And then there's a bunch of rumors right now flying around. Uh, the Clint Capella stuff, Woj dropped in the middle of the Super Bowl, which was hilarious, and I just wanted him to keep going. Uh, and then just a couple other things. And then, um, yeah, just what we'll talk about just Mavericks stuff. This is Locked on Mavericks. That's what we, that's what we do. That's what we do. I was going to say three things in my head, and I couldn't think of a third thing, so... We'll we'll just talk. The Woe Shop and the Capella
1: thing, what kind of gave me vibes of uh, Cousins a few years ago, like All Star Weekend, where there was some Mm. big event going on, and immediately it was like, I'm all of us are on our phones reading instead of watching the game or whatever yes. we're supposed to be watching. Oh, there's I'm an like, all star game? I'm like, Don't do this, Woj don't don't do this right now. Don't drop some <laughs> three team trade that just throws everyone off. And I love and,
0: how people talk to Woj on Twitter now, like he's the one making the news, right? Like yeah. Woj, don't do this right now. No, Woj stop it from happening. Like I'm like, well, just turn your phone off, enjoy time with family. It's not like, like he's the one pushing out the stories and stuff, you know? And
1: that's and that's probably why he's uh, at the top of the, the kingdom there because he doesn't turn his
0: phone off. No, no, definitely not. Okay, Phones, so, Plural. Yeah. So the Mavericks lose uh, 121 to 128 to the Rockets without Clint Capella. This one was fascinating because the Rockets didn't play a player over the height of six foot six inches. Like that is just wild to me that they didn't play anybody that high, and it's because Clint Capella is is uh, hurt right now, and they're looking to trade him apparently. So we'll talk about this.
1: Two days later, they're shopping Clint yeah, Capella. Yeah, we'll talk.
0: So... <laughs> well, they're they're eight and one without him. So, <laughs> but huh. we'll talk about him in the trade rumors in a minute. But Porzingis is the big one in this. He had thirty five points, twelve boards, two steals, and a block. This is his most complete game. Uh, he was really able to get, you know, obviously he was able to, to back down a couple guys and hit some shots in the mid-range. Um, but Chris Porzingis, we're going to be without Luca at least for another maybe five games. What do you think is, you know, going to be important for Porzingis in this stretch? And and showing from this game, he's kind of already stepped up.
1: Well, what I liked about it is he only, you know, he, had, he put up 35 and only hit one three. And... It kind of goes to, you know, he only tempted four threes in that game. And you go back to when he first you know, came to Dallas and he was just hoisting up threes all the time. And he was in those, you know, in front of his locker after one of those games, like, hey, I'm not used to shooting this many threes per game. He averaged he li- four
0: a game the last year in New York.
1: Yeah, and so, like, he he wants to be down low. He wants to, you know, take some of these post-up shots. He wants some of these mid-range shots. And it's what Nick and I have been preaching all along. Like, he's got to get that shot, it, and it will come. Like, he will get that shot. He, he can get the shot almost uh, over everyone. So, I like that part of his game, and obviously I didn't get to see this game live and see the, you know, complete game. I saw bits and pieces of it. But he did get some post-ups in this game. He did get some of these turnaround shots in this game and just – that's the that's the encouraging sign of it you know I texted Nick uh Nick texted me he's like hey they're starting like PJ Tucker at center or you know <laughs> they haven't played a guy over you know six 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 seven whatever he said and I literally wrote back and I said KP has to have 30 plus in this game yeah like, there's there's no excuse and, you know, he put up 35, so it was awesome. And, you know, the Rockets just shot the lights out of the ball. If they didn't hit, you know, what, 50% of the threes or yeah. whatever they landed at? Or, you know, if Harden continued, like he's been, you know, kind of slumping lately over the past few weeks. If Harden continued some of that or, you know, a few things bounce a certain way, they're coming out of Houston with a win without yeah. Luka and all that. And that would have been a huge win for them. But, you know, they didn't. I'm not, like, mad about that loss or anything without Luka, but... Yeah, it, super encouraging to see uh, KP play like that.
0: Yeah, that one would have been up there with the uh, <laughs> the Bucks win and the Sixers win. Like You could have touted all three of those things without um, Luka. But, all right, coming up, let's get into the Hawks game, maybe a little bit more of what we expect from Porzingis over this stretch where Luka is going to be out. And then there's tons of rumors flying around, so we'll get to that coming up. But before we do, if you're a listener of this podcast and if you're listening to this, then you are a listener of this podcast. I'm sure you've heard all the great advertisers that we work with on the Locked On Podcast Network to reach sports fans. But you may not know that Locked On Mavericks is a great way for your local business to reach a passionate Mavericks audience. Uh, a lot of them located in Dallas. There's tons of fans, just like you, and unlike any other podcast, Locked On gives your local company the unique ability to reach local podcast listeners, and not just any listener. A Locked On podcast listener, us, is the Raccoon Squad. I mean, there are so many people in the Raccoon Squad that uh, listen daily on their way to work, on their way home from work, you know, on their breaks. And they do it every, they listen every single day. Tons and tons, thousands of people literally listen to this podcast every day. And so you can reach those people. If your company wants to reach them, connect with the Lockdown Mavericks fans, a predominantly male audience that is well-educated with disposable income, then let's put your company right here on this Locked On Podcast. Local fans love to support local businesses. We want to support local businesses ourselves. So if we can do anything and help you guys and promote, uh, maybe we can work together. You can text the word advertising to 33777, or you can visit LockedOnPodcast.com slash advertising and let us know who you are. We'll get you with our team uh, to help you achieve the best you can with Locked On Advertising. Once again, the word is advertising to 33777, or visit lockedonpodcast dot com slash advertising we look forward to hearing from you you can also contact me or isaac via dms on twitter or you can email me my email is in the description of this podcast all right isaac let's get into (laughs) what i
1: heard a notification
0: oh i know i got a ding my phone does this weird thing where it compiles pictures from like trips and things that that i do on google loretta no see i just i just have it on my apple phone but Uh, that google commercial man it got me got me all my feelings this says trips to bay lake which is where disney is technically like that's the city that disney's in it's Uh. like trips to bay lake over the years and i'm like like if you're an ai and you're compiling all these pictures from a location don't you know it's disney right like (laughs) couldn't you piece that together not so smart now are you ai comment i thought you said this was the future ai was the future Maybe that uh, application would uh,
1: wish the great state of Kansas. Congrats. <laughs> Congrats on winning
0: the Super Bowl, state of Kansas. <laughs> All right. The Mavericks played a back to back. Second of the back to back was on Saturday against Atlanta. And the Mavericks came in with a win, a, a dominating 123 to 100 win. Um, everyone with a Trey Young picture in their AVI on Twitter. We'll tell you it's just because Trey Young, you know, didn't Trey Young left the game because of injury, mm. and because they were missing most of their team due to injury. Uh, but they had pretty much their whole starting five intact. So I don't know if you want to, I mean, yeah. Damian Jones, Bruno Fernandez, they've been going back and forth as a center. But
1: who are they missing? Because I don't think it would have made that big of a difference. DeAndre Hunter, Hunter
0: uh, Jabari Parker, um, oh, DeAndre oof. Bembry,
1: <sighs> Jabari Parker, man, I'm glad.
0: That's crazy. Um, but when Trey Young went out, they were down by 19. So I don't know if that's the <laughs> if that's the best excuse. Trey Young had an awful game in this one. He he looked kind of disinterested. He was terrible on defense, but that's not anything new. Um, so, mm. But the, the Mavericks uh, went down, had a 10 point deficit in the first quarter, and then just completely turned that around, turned it into a 10 point advantage in like f- five minutes, eight minutes. And it's amazing to see this team be able to do that. Um, without Luka or Porzingis in this game. I mean it's just sort of now in that this identity of this team. Like the Chiefs became a kind of a team like that where they can go down 21 and they can you know you you know that they have the ability to come back. There's certain teams that don't have that ability. Like the 49ers in the Super Bowl, they're not a team that has that ability uh to make a huge comeback like this. But the Mavericks are definitely one of these teams they can hit shots uh, they can play defense they if they defend well and they hit the three they can come back from any kind of deficit and i think that's what this game shows that even without the two star players and especially without luca i mean you'd think that luca would be the engine for comebacks like this but the engine can just be the defense and the three point shooting
1: yeah and i think it's a sign of a well coached team when you you know all the cards are against you and like you said luca is out kp is out in this game and You know, that's your best players by far. And, you know, some of these teams, you see a a team that's, you know, not well coached. A lot of teams just fold kind of. And, you know, they're still in the towel early games like these, even if it's a game against the Hawks. But when you see a team like this that comes out, you know, they go down, they come back, and them pulling out a win like this and just the, the hustle, just seeing how the whole team contributed. That's a, that's a sign of a well coached team that they come together. You know they take it on themselves of hey hey everybody's gonna count us out because Luke and KB's not out there. But we're professional basketball players too. We're gonna show our worth. How many other GMs across the league watch that game? Because I mean it's basically oh, if the, if the Mavericks do we know make a if Don trade, Nelson
0: actually watched this game. <laughs>
1: I'm, I'm just saying if the Mavericks <laughs> make a trade, this was the uh, trade piece showcase game, right? I mean, because <laughs> if you're any other team across the league, you're watching this game saying, all right, all of these guys that's on the Mavericks outside of KP and Luka, I mean, this is pretty much all the guys who got minutes.
0: So a lot of other GMs, scouts probably watched this game. If Rick Carlisle told Jalen Brunson at any point before a game that he... Could potentially be traded. I would not be surprised if it was this one. He was going out there and just chucking. I mean, 22 shots for him. Uh, he was 12 22. He ended with 27 points. I think he had 19 at halftime. And he was going against Trey Young. Trey Young was guarding him. And so he basically had a jump shot any single time he went down the floor because Trey was just playing two feet off of him. And it really didn't make any sense, especially after the 10th jump shot he took. He just yeah, did I mean, think Trey would play closer defense like at all.
1: Trey Young was the second-best uh, point guard in the 2018 draft class on the floor that night, and Luca <laughs> didn't even play. So, there you go. Uh, Dorian and Maxie hitting a combined eight threes on the night. I mean, four threes apiece, that's amazing for them. Just, I mean, you, you did like a mini-thread or something on Twitter just – Point out again just the value that Matt that Dallas got
0: them at Donnie Nelson again. Those two is, make 12 million this year, 12.2 million next year combine, combine, this combined. Combine, yeah, come on, 12.7 million the year after that. I mean, the cap is still going up, right? Even with the, the China scare and all that, the cap is still going up. And those two guys are making like a combined, you know, the combined salary of Courtney Lee right now, the combined salary right. of Robert Covington, right? Like a rotation player in the NBA. Like a lot of people think Robert Covington has a fair contract, and uh, man, it's it's wild that those two, you know, um, make as little as they do and are, can be so effective. And it's not just the three point shooting. I had somebody, I think it was Sam from uh, from Mavs Moneyball, reach out and be like, "Well, how much is of this you know season and us being excited about them is them overachieving?" I think the only way that they might be overachieving is three point shooting, but Maxi came in. and Maxi was supposed to be a good three point shooter. I think he shot like thirty six percent last year. Like Dorian is the one that has this huge jump this year, but Dorian's been putting in a lot of work. Like we've been waiting for this for so long with Dorian, and he's finally putting it together this year. Where you know he was a thirty one percent three point shooter. He's thirty one percent three point shooter, like twenty nine or whatever his rookie year. But he's been putting in so much work. He played summer league. He went and, you know, he's, he's done these things. He's played tons of minutes when the Mavericks were bad. I mean, he's been really putting in work. And so it's almost as if, uh, you know, like, like Dorian's been putting all this work behind the scenes. And it's just something clicked this year. And I'm just so glad that it happened this year because he's hitting shots even without Luka. Like, this is not just yeah. a Luka thing for Dorian. It's, it's some kind of – he took a step back three in this game. Did you see the video? Yeah. I tweeted it out in the a thread that I made the other day of this game when I watched it oh my gosh like if that's not confidence right there I don't know what is but he is uh he's absolutely killing it 22 points in this game seven boards four assists two steals on a block everything but the points is sustainable the rebounds yeah. we know he's gonna rebound uh the passing is you know when the Mavericks get out and pass and when the Mavericks are able to move the ball around they're able to to, to kick it over to other three-point shooters. Hello dog, Laker. Dog is going nuts. <laughs> uh and then the the defense, like the defense is still going to be there.
1: Yeah, the defense will always be there for Dorian and it's just it seems like he has a confidence in his game right now that I mean he's been a confident player but this shot like you said he's been working on it for the past few off seasons and he just it just looks different now and the shots going in and that's when you start asking yourself when you get into some of these trade talks that's coming up over the next few days. You know, Dallas targeting a wing, a lot of times when we look at some of these you know, smaller names that are thrown out there and saying, hey, are they? would they be better than Justin Jackson, you kind of get into some of these mid-tier wings too of saying you don't want to be like crazy about it, but will somebody, Tim McMahon threw out there, you know, the Robert Covington thing, <laughs> how a scout told him that Dorian finney smiths better than Robert Covington right now. It's like some of these wings that are out there or they could trade for realistically how much better would they be than Dorian if they couldn't play together? You know, a lot of these situations they could play together, but Dorian's just established himself as a, quality starter on this Mavs team and shooting 38%. I think Mark Follow had a tweet a few days ago talking about the jump from his three-point percentage from last year. They did a whole
0: graphic in this this game and I think J.J. Redick had the highest because he went from like 37% to like 46%, (laughs) like something crazy like that. Uh, But Dorian was up there. He was in the top five and biggest improvement in three-point percentage from year to year with like some kind of minimum of how many shots they'd taken.
1: Yeah. Yeah. just I mean, just looking at this game again, I mean, they shot fifty one percent from three, 20 of thirty nine from the three point line. It was just a, a good team win. You it's know, nice to see this. the
0: maps bomb threes on somebody the way that the way the teams bomb threes on the maps.
1: Yes, yes. So f- fun win, even though, you know, Trey Young went out with the injury and you know, it's the Hawks, they suck, but they do have
0: an all star starter on their team, so and along with the Dorian talk, like Maxi Kliba needs to be mentioned as well. He he just plays so well. He was great in this game. 18 points, 6 boards, uh an assist, uh a steal and four blocks again. Like four four blocks for Maxi. Uh I think he had four blocks in the the Rockets game too. It's uh, just it's it's pretty crazy that if you tell me,
1: hey, yeah, the he Mavericks are, the Mavericks are going to play a game without Luka and KP and Tim Hardaway Jr. is going to score seven points. What would you guess the outcome is going to be? I would and, guess it
0: was against the Hawks. But and they won by you know twenty three. <laughs> yeah, five. if I mean, you told just, me if you told me they won, I said, "Is it against the Warriors or the Hawks? Which one?" Pick pick
1: the opponent. Yeah, one of those two teams. Like they
0: well. already played the Knicks twice, so. Uh-oh. Oh, I guess it can't be a joke. Sorry. <laughs>
1: Anyway, good win. I mean, we literally could go through this whole like and talk about each player. Willie Colley Stein, he had some good moments, stuff too. He had ten of Yeah, that's true. In this we didn't area, mention but... he got
0: the start. Uh, yeah, him and him and Maxi is interesting. Uh, man, I wanted. to We already did the the whole thing, but there's a thing about Willie Colley Stein I want to get into. I'll, I guess I'll do it tomorrow. We, we can do it a different day. We'll do it a different day. There's a there's a, there's an attribute of Willie Colley Stein that I just love, and I just I'm excited about it. So. Okay, uh, coming up, let's get into some of these trade rumors that are going around. We'll talk about Clint Capella if the Mavs can potentially get into the Clint Capella talks. We'll talk about that coming up. All right, Isaac, let's get into some of these rumors. Um, first of all, you know a couple of things from from Woj's pod. Like Isaac said, we haven't listened to all of it yet. Isaac is upset that I have I have pulled some of these quotes, even though he hasn't listened to pod yet. He hates when pods he hates when pods get ruined for him. I
1: one of my biggest pet peeves. As when people thread pods on Twitter. <laughs> quotes like from the, pods. Quotes from pods. It, it drives me nuts. I don't know why. It just it drives me nuts because then, like, if I just read the thread, then I can't listen and I want to listen to the pod. We obviously host the pod to make a living and, like, all of this <laughs> stuff. So...
0: <laughs> I just I don't like threads of quotes from pods. So. I'm over here like thank God that you threaded that so I can just pull these quotes and we can just talk about this. Okay, let me preface this threads of <laughs> threads of
1: quotes from pods within like 24 hours. If we're like three days later and people are doing that, then okay, it's free game at that point. But literally, there's like threads of the Woj pod before the Super Bowl is even like over. And I'm like I don't even want to be on Twitter now. I just want to start muting and blocking people.
0: Woj is not losing one dollar for us threading these threading these. uh <laughs> You know, okay. Pods about him. What about the live TV thing, like the Woj and Loth stuff? That's fun to watch. Yeah. But what about threads of that? Threads of that's different if because
1: if I can't watch it live, then how can I watch it? You know They podcast like, it.
0: They always podcast it. Oh, yeah. Those. If they
1: podcast it, then yeah, sure. It's the same
0: thing applies for me then.
1: Okay, I don't know. I just think a little I like listening to
0: pods. Quote from the Woj pod that we haven't listened to that Isaac's upset that we're already talking about. Robert Covington is a player I'm very confident they're going to trade this week. Feel like that's a step up from where it was before. It seemed like they were just exploring, and now it's like they really feel like they are going to move Robert Covington this week, and that's a huge name for the Mavericks because that's you know the three four player that they were you know shot that they were looking around the Brad Townsend rumor the other day with MKG and Rondé Hollis Jefferson. Any any thoughts on those two guys? We talked about it the other day, but
1: I mean that if they could land MKG, <laughs> Western Conference Finals. Can Holger fix his
0: shot? Right? Is is that what we're talking
1: about? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, no, I'm not. I'm not.
0: I don't think a mechanic shop could fix this shot.
1: <laughs> I'm not that interested in either one of those no. deals cuz I don't, I just don't I, yeah, I don't
0: know how Just play Courtney Lee instead, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We'll um, that. So that that's interesting to me. Robert Covington is definitely a player. We've talked about him so much, but that's a player that I would look out for for the Mavs to potentially get in, uh, you know. Maybe one of, some of these three team possibility things talking about with Capella, maybe that Robert Covington gets thrown in with with the Mavericks. Like somehow something works out. So uh, yeah, and I, I just want to say this about
1: Covington. I think I still think that Minnesota, if they do trade him, which we said before, if I'm Minnesota, I don't trade him. If they do trade him, I think they they do get a first round pick for him. And I still think when push comes to shove, somebody like the Clipper or something like he's a yeah. guy who plays in a playoff series and plays a big role in a playoff series. I think the Capella thing. Kind of plays into the Covington thing because if you're Houston, you know it looks like they want another wing. Yeah, that's and who they want. There, there is an easy three way path if you want to do Capella to Hawks, Covington to Houston, Hawks send the assets for Capella up to Minnesota, first round pick, whatever it is, something like that. I think that's an easy, you know, maneuvering there. Any or easy potential for a deal there, but
0: yeah, the Mavs just, just don't have that stuff to send to, you know. Yeah, I unless just, it yeah. came down to it and nobody wanted to give up a first, and then the best no. pick that they could give is the Golden State one, right? Like that's that's what it has. I don't to know come about that
1: picnic. To. I mean,
0: <laughs> that's it's not a picnic trying to trade that tra- trying to trade that draft pick, but Pig. the uh, if it came down to that, like it's like say it came down to the wire and it wasn't a bidding war, it was like a let's try it. You know, <laughs> it's the John Travolta gift where he's looking around like where are all these first round picks that I thought we were gonna get. Um, The other thing that Woj said on this podcast was Orlando wants to move Aaron Gordon. To me, that's a little different than what I've heard before from people is that uh, they're trying out this whole Gordon, you know, Jonathan Isaac thing. Gordon is another guy that has a really favorable contract. I think it's uh, declining, like it goes down year to year. Uh, He's a fascinating guy. He would be amazing next to, you know, KP as the, uh, not, not in the Dwight Powell role, but like in the can defend anything. Uh, can potentially knock down a three, can handle the ball a little bit. In that kind of a role, if the Mavericks really wanted to go with, like, a smaller and more versatile, you know, four-slash-five next to KP, uh, depending on who the matchup is, like, that could be really interesting.
1: The Aaron Gordon thing, on paper, I like him as a prospect. If I'm another team – okay, let's just say if I was with any other team or another team out there, I would try to target him. I just – I. I'm kind of wary of his fit in Dallas, especially with how Dallas wants to run things right now. And if they were committed to KP at the five, Aaron Gordon at the four, yeah, possibly. I just don't want to ever see Aaron Gordon play the three ever again. Yes. And Orlando tried to, you know, play around with that. He's shooting 29% from three right now. Uh, He's averaging 13 and seven a game. So even him in in the Dwight Powell role, like, I just, I don't, and they just they made the small trade for Willie cauley Stein. So I just I'm I'm kinda curious on yeah, I just don't see him going the the big route if you want to classify Aaron Gordon as a big, and yeah. I think he should be a big. So that's it that's my only thing with it. I like him as a prospect and I think another team should chase him.
0: Though. The thing about him though is he can guard wings. Right? Like, that's where it's a little different for the Mavericks. So, he, he would technically be a big, but he can play in that kind of role where he can stand in the dunker spot or he can set screens and roll to the rim. Like, he's not an elite roller, you know, like Powell or somebody, but he can do those things and he can stand on the perimeter and hopefully that his shot would improve, you know, playing with Luca, You know, maybe it's one of those things where it seems like everybody's shot improves playing with Luca, but maybe it's that kind of a thing. And he's never played with a player that's way better than him. Right, No. Like, yeah. I mean, Vooch is kind of is a player that's better, way better than him, but not like he's never played with a point guard that's way better than him.
1: That'd be so some I think fun that it, lobs.
0: Fun lobs transition would be awesome. The defense would improve for sure. Like he's a really interesting move, but he is a kind of a a change in what Carlisle's system would be. I think. So I think I'm with Isaac. I don't, I don't see the Mavericks doing this. Uh, if I was like you know a two K GM, I would definitely look into doing this because it would be super fun. But I will say he he would cut into
1: your theoretical cap space in 2021, 22. It is a decrease, you know, declining contract like you said, really favorable 198 this year, 181 next and then that 2021 season he's just at 16.4, which that's a heck of a number, great great number. So um, I, I think return package for him would be interesting, especially with faults and stuff yeah. looking like he is. You know, would they still try to go after a younger know, point guard and I don't know what they want to do with that, but I I am kind of surprised by that Wosh news that they want to trade Aaron Gordon. So we'll see.
0: Yeah, and the thing about Aaron Gordon though is he is he is super young still, right? Isn't he like he's like twenty four?
1: Yeah, it feels like him and Levine. Yeah, he's twenty four.
0: Yeah. Um, so he, you, would, you would hope that he could eventually, like, develop into a better player, too, and maybe, you know, grow into somebody that you would want to sign with that free agent money. So, uh, yeah, that's some Aaron Gordon stuff. The Clint Capella stuff, this is interesting that came from Woj during the Super Bowl. Uh, the Houston Rockets are actively discussing several trade scenarios involving center Clint Capella, including with a host of Eastern Conference franchises, league sources told ESPN. The Rockets are engaged in a three-way trade possibility that might allow for them to use Capella to gather draft assets needed to acquire an impact wing player, league sources said. So like the example that Isaac gave earlier, the three-teamer with the, the Timberwolves and the Hawks, you can bypass the draft assets, get the draft assets, you know, by way of Atlanta, and then get Covington from that. Would, Covington would be amazing on that team. Like he's he's fit perfect for that team. He's fit perfect for a lot of teams. But uh, that's the way that they see going. the The only thing that, like, if they're interested in Tim Hardaway Jr., right? Like, let's say that the Rockets, you know, look at Tim Hardaway Jr. and say the way he's playing right now, he can play that well with these guys. We can turn him into what we did with Eric Gordon, right? Um, would you be interested in doing that if you're the Mavericks? No, you wouldn't.
1: I wouldn't. No. Like straight up, I don't think I would. No, and it's kind of a weird. I mean, Capella is you know still just 25 years old, but he does cut into that cap space a little bit. I mean, you've seen Houston. What'd you say the record was without? They're him. eight
0: and one without Capella this year, which is hilarious.
1: He, yeah, eight and one without him. And you know, if you asked me this what 12 months ago, a year ago, I'd be like, heck yeah, sign me up. But I think what Hardaway is giving you right now with the shooting, I think is key for this Luka and KP team. And I don't know if I would be willing
0: to just. The Mavs just won a game where he scored seven points and Luka and KP didn't play though.
1: Exactly, but he also has an expiring contract next year, and Capella ha- is on the books in two thousand twenty two, twenty three for eighteen point two, which isn't the worst number in the world. You're, but you're,
0: aren't you trying to sign a player like Capella with that space, though? Like, if the Mavericks are you, Mavericks sign? I'm I'm asking you, are the no, Mavericks I know. to sign? No. A you're not, they're not trying to sign a player like that.
1: I don't. I mean, I I don't know if I want to go out and spend a uh, uh, sign Clint Capella right now for a four year deal at what roughly seventeen a year. I don't know. I mean, I I just don't. I yeah. I just I lean no. I guess I could be convinced on it, but I don't. I don't think I would if I'm Dallas. I yeah. still want to preserve that cap space in 2021.
0: Yeah, the Mavericks need an upgrade at more spots than center. Okay, this is almost the same thing. Exactly. As, this is almost the same thing as Stephen Adams, except for hit Capella's contract is way better. He's a little younger, and. Uh, well, he, he better reb- better in
1: a different sense it's better because it's cheaper right now True. but steven adams is better because it fits the 2 year window if you so it's kind of however you want to
0: classify better in that yeah and he rebounds better i mean just overall uh, he's yeah. also rebounding westbrook bricks right now so it just, it's just going to take.
1: I mean, and we're going to talk trades all week, guys. If you've listened yeah. to us over the past couple of years, man, we we go all out for trade deadline. We have pods every day. We'll do emergency, you know, pods if you know trade goes down. We have we'll, already we'll, done
0: one. We've
1: already done one. A lot of people listen to it. That was really cool. We'll do a pod right after the deadline you know, on Thursday. So you know that'll be fun. Hopefully, some fun stuff happens. But if if you've noticed, like everything for me when it comes to this trade stuff. It will just take a very special player for me to get on board with cutting into that 2021 cap space. And I know people throw out there, man. Hey, why are we, you know, getting excited about cap space, free agents, Mavericks history of free all this stuff? We've just never been in a spot that we're gonna be at. I think in that summer, with the names that will hit free agency that summer, we'll have whatever Luca's accomplished by then. Hopefully, we'll have a couple of playoff appearances under Luka's belt by then, under KP's belt by then, another season of KP and Luca by then, and then you're hitting that summer wide open for some of these bigger names, or at least giving you the opportunity for some of those names. So it's just going to take a a special player that like, if drew holiday truly hit the market and the Mavericks could get him, I'd be about it. I'd cut into the cap space for drew holiday because I think drew holiday would literally lift this. I think adding drew holiday to this team could mean another playoff round for the Mavericks. And that, and I think he would just fit perfectly with these guys. So it's just going to take something special for me to be on board with that. But Capella, is there any team that you kind of lean towards? That what about Sacramento? Could I do a three way with Capella, Atlanta, Bognatovich, Deadman to? Oh gosh, Houston? Sacramento has
0: so many problems.
1: <laughs> but like I don't, I would have to look. I think they'd have to throw in something else. But like Bogdanovich and Deadman go to Houston, Capella to Atlanta, and no, that would be their wing assets. and big.
0: That's a good one. Yeah,
1: so it's I think it's something like that. I think Houston's probably looking at it and saying we'd rather this money be at a wing spot. It kinda of like what Dallas is kind of, you know, looking at in the trademark market saying, Hey, if you're gonna put all your assets to one position, why spend the assets to a, towards a, a big? Yeah. Instead they went out and spent nothing on that big and Willie cauley Stein and said, Hey, listen, we're gonna fill that role with him and then with Maxi and whoever else and Bobon. And then we want to push our assets to the table for a wing. It looks like Houston could be going down that route too, of saying, "Let's spend the Capella money on a wing, and then try to get a cheaper center back in the deal or waiver wire or whatever it is." Yeah,
0: yeah, it's interesting that they're kind of doing a, a similar thing, which is it's the way the NBA is going right now. I mean, we've seen finals games where the you know <laughs> the, the Warriors start like Andre Iguodala at center, right? <laughs> like we've seen these crazy things where. They just played, you know, minutes and minutes at a time, long stretches without a guy over six foot, you know, nine, <laughs> you know. And I but know Dr- also- Draymond's really a specific player to do that, but it's just the way the NBA is going right now in these really crunch time minutes. But it's also funny and ironic that you also have contending teams that are one size
1: with Boston and the Clippers. They're like, "Hey, we got to go find a big," yeah, and because they want a big to match up with Anthony Davis, and so you got to have a. It all for me, it goes back to. What Donnie Nelson said when I did that story with him a couple years ago, and he compared it to the bullpen. And he's like, if you don't have, you know, if you don't have an Embiid or one of these like staple big men in the league, he compared the center position to the bullpen. Like, you gotta have your role man, you gotta have your shot blocker, you gotta have your big guy. And, you know, since then, Mavericks have kind of, you know, rotated out you know big man of like you got the bobon you got you know Dwight Powell you got these you know interchangeable Maxi <laughs> yeah there's different types of where you can trot out there these different types of lineups and stuff especially when it comes to playoff time so it'll be fun man I, this is one of my favorite weeks of the whole year Me too. And Monday, you know, I think John Hollinger tweeted on Sunday saying, hey, a lot of GMs take Super Bowl off. Looks like some of them's been working, uh, (laughs) at least during those couple hours. And a lot of teams reconvene on Monday, talk over things, and it gets really heated going on Monday on. So, uh, yeah, it should be fun next few days.
0: There you go. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Locked on Maps. Peace out. Boom.